Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind, episode number 45 coming to you today. And it's an exciting week for Bearcat fans as football practice has finally begun. The team's done a lot of weight training and individual work to this point throughout the offseason, but they're finally stepping on the field as a team this week. It's still unclear if this is going to lead to games in the near future. There's a lot of rumors swirling around, but regardless, this is a good sign that we're taking steps toward normalcy once again. And with that excitement around practice, we're bringing on a Bearcat senior to the podcast today. It is Amani Donadell, Amani, a native of Youngstown, Ohio. His first action with the Bearcats came last season. He led the team in receiving with 41 catches, 718 yards, and nine touchdowns. Also a dangerous returner. He had a 99-yard kickoff return against UCO to open the game on Family Weekend just last year. So we're excited to talk with him about his first year in Maryville, now getting things rolling this fall. Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through emergency services and a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We talk with Imani Donadell this week about the late start to practice, but nonetheless, it is finally here, learning a new offense this year, and also the work he's putting in to cement his legacy at Northwest Missouri State. Let's dive into this week's Bearcat Rewind. Recording this here on a Tuesday, we actually got football practice rolling at Northwest Missouri State on Monday. Describe that feeling, what that was like, getting suited up in the locker room, coming out to the field, and knowing that that's the first official practice coming there on September 28th. Yeah, well, it it just feel like, it didn't feel real at first because, like, we just been lifting, not much going over plays and stuff, and much more indoors. So we finally got to put our jerseys on, helmets, and everybody back out in stretch lines. It feel good feedback. It just, like, kind of feel like it's crazy that we were practicing at this time and we should have been practicing a while ago. But it was, it was exciting. You know, trying to find that silver lining, practicing you know on september 28th as opposed to starting on august 10th has to be yeah. much cooler right had to feel pretty good out there yeah going into this uh just what's this off season been like for you of you know you go back to march when we're still in the spring you're getting ready for spring ball and then all of a sudden that's taken away by covid and then we find out the fall season's wiped out but now things are kind of possibly coming back around what what have the last six seven months been like for you I've just been pretty much just controlling what I can control and doing what the coach has been telling us to do, just make sure we just stay healthy and take care of ourselves so when it's time to play, and we'll be able to play and be ready and be healthy. Was it kind of hard to kind of go through and think about the potential of, I mean, you're supposed to be poised for a breakout senior season here after having a great junior year at Northwest Missouri State just last season, and then all the stuff, all of a sudden this stuff's being taken away. I mean, does some of that anxiety build up a little bit inside, just kind of thinking about some of these drastic changes that we've seen? Yeah, it made me think a lot about my future and things that was coming up next or possibly the stuff that might happen this year. Like if our season will get canceled, some kids won't get their eligibility back, stuff like that. So that stuff definitely had people on the ropes, had me on the ropes a lot, kind of wondering what we're going to do from there or able to do that. So after the summer that we had and, and seeing like the full 11-game regular season slate and the playoffs wiped out for this year, 
you know you still have that senior year coming up next year with the eligibility rolling over and everything um, if, if you decide to stick around Northwest Missouri State. But what can you look at this year and, and classify as a successful year? I mean, even if it's just get in a couple scrimmages and prepare yourself and win a championship next year, does that make 2020, uh, the fall of 2020, still a successful season? Uh, I feel like we're pretty much just like trying to focus on bringing ourselves together as a group, like get stronger as a group, not to worry much about the championship right now because we can't. Like, since we're not playing for one, so it's kind of like that's in the back for right now. We just control them better in the offense, better in the defense, and better in the special teams. So then when it's time to go out there during the real season, 11 games, or how many, wherever goes on, that we'll be ready for that. And then we can worry about winning the championship. And everybody does talk about that day by day, and that, but, it, but it is huge right now, especially think about having a new offensive coordinator and learning Coach Sturdy's offense and kind of what he's yeah. expecting out of you guys. Uh, has this actually given a little bit more time to kind of get comfortable with what he's bringing to the table? Yeah, it, it gets us like, way better since we missed the one spring when he first came in. So we get no spring ball, and then fall camp's taken away from us. So there's a whole lot of area that we need work in because we didn't get all that work from the peers that we missed. Have you been in Coach Sturdy's office a few times and say, hey, you need that big play. <laughs> you know where to go with the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been out there talking to him about a lot of stuff. He, had, he even helped me get my fundamentals right and all the little key details that I need. What was it like coming into Northwest Missouri State uh, after being uh, out of West Hills in uh, California? You come to Northwest Missouri State last year and uh, make that impact right away. By far the leading receiver on the team um, in, in catches and yards, touchdowns as well. What was that transition like for you getting in here to Maryville and just hitting the ground running? Well, I just I just was trying to put myself in a good position but also do anything I can to help my team win or just put them in a better possibility for better chances to make bigger plays. And just as a group of receivers, I just, just want to be the leader receiver to help my teammates and be like, okay, we want to be better than money. I want all my teammates to see where I'm at and be like, okay, we got to be above him. So I just kept grinding it out and trying to put my teammates with me. You know, we look back on last year and one of those big games, I think one of those games that, it will be remembered for a long time for Northwest Missouri State fans as we go on. That double overtime win at Fort Hayes State, a team that had really been a thorn in Northwest Missouri State's side. And that's a game that even Northwest gets down 17 nothing in the first quarter, comes back, takes the lead in a back-and-forth ball game. Uh, what did you take away from that football game, and did that kind of feel like that ingrained you in that Northwest Missouri State lore of, man, a couple big touchdowns and an overtime win like that against a rival? That's uh, pretty good. I said the atmosphere there was pretty crazy. So, like, us being down like that, it's like kind of we all just had to come together and just, just take it one play at a time because we knew that they weren't doing anything that we're, like, we haven't seen. And we were just, like, pretty much stopping ourselves. So once we found a way to, like, stop stopping ourselves, and that's when we made a game. And then we knew, like, in the overtime periods, we just had to protect the ball and execute our plays. Don't try to do more than you need to do that play. And then that's when our defense made a big play. Uh, Brody Buck knocks the ball out on the third. Down. Then we come down, control the ball, and then we kick a nice field goal to walk off. It was it was a great feeling. First time ever playing overtime in my life, so it was amazing. 
and you come away with an overtime touchdown there in the first overtime period, so not a bad day overall. And after that, when you go through and you beat Central Missouri to, to pull in a share of the MIAA conference title, you go pick up a couple playoff wins after that. Was that win at Hayes pretty big in solidifying Northwest and building that confidence for that playoff push? Yes, it was a big win because we know if we lost that game, it would have been tough for us to get in the playoffs and even us not being able to share a conference at least. We all won the conference for sure. So I feel like we all just pulled together and wanted to get that for the team first before we worried about playoffs. In that football game, down 17 nothing in the first quarter, and I don't know if you can kind of go back and put yourself back in your shoes during that day, but what was that feeling like on the sideline? Does panic set in at all at that point? Nah, no, we had no panic. We all just had to take a breath, sit back, talk about our mistakes, and just just play the next snap because they played pretty much their best game in the first half, and we still weren't too far too far behind. So we knew we knew we were still in it. And anything I feel like you do in one half, the other team did. We could do in the second half. As you go throughout that season at Northwest, 41 catches, 718 yards, nine touchdowns, also a 99-yard kickoff return to open the game against Central Oklahoma. We all know the speed. We know we all know all know what comes when the ball's in the hands of Imani Donadell. But what is it that makes you dynamic outside of that speed that allows you to kind of set yourself up for those big plays all the time? I feel like I have a very high football IQ, so I pretty much put myself in a good position where I can see myself where I'm running and who can possibly be there that can throw me off. So I feel like I'm good at finding grass and open areas to run to, and my speed helps me get there. And I feel like I'm pretty shifty, so I can, like, move around quickly and then, like, have a nice little burst after I catch the ball. When we look back at the history of Northwest Missouri State wide receivers, in recent years especially, but you've got names like Miles, Rector, Soy, Shaw, Bain, is that something that comes up in your mind at all of wanting to have that a legacy like that? And is that something that you can think about within your career of how close you're getting to being one of those names? Uh, yeah, that's in my mind, especially from meeting Sean Bain for being here a few times since I've been in here, talking with him, just seeing how much he loved to hear, how he liked being one of the big names, and like I like it. I like having a big like target on my back, pretty much with everybody looking for me to do good. So I feel like I have to do that, earn it, and owe them the opportunity to do that. Well, as we get, whenever we finally get your senior season ready to roll, you'll have that big target once again and looking forward to seeing what you can produce. Uh, Before I let you go, I've got three quick ones for you, and then I'll I'll turn you loose here. But uh, who is the fastest player on the Northwest Missouri State football team? Uh, Caden Davis. You're not going to say yourself on this one? I thought you might nah. have that plug there. <laughs> nah, Caden Davis. Caden is all right. Uh, if you could go up against any defensive back in the history of football, a chance to run a route on him, who would it be? Uh, I have to say Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel. Any specific uh, reason there with, with Samuel? That's my favorite DB of all time all time all right and then uh, we're coming up on october we're just getting into it and obviously halloween's right around the corner what's the scariest movie you've ever seen or, or a go-to scary movie for you go-to scary movie uh i say the conjuring 
<laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll let you sleep <laughs> the lights on there for a few nights at least after that one. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Imani, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the podcast, and, and we hope to see some football games this fall. But if not, looking forward to whenever that senior season comes up. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Imani Donadell for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Really looking forward to seeing him get to suit up for his senior season here at Northwest Missouri State. Such an electric player for the Bearcats. And in case you missed it, over the last few weeks, our guests on Bearcat Rewind have included Lori Hopkins, Northwest's Deputy Athletic Director, former Bearcat football player Roberto Davis, and head coach Rich Wright, and many, many more, so check those out. Alex Kurt produced our intro and outro music. Thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.